Before we start this episode, I would like to take a minute to tell you about the upcoming Texas Woodworking Festival, where makers and enthusiasts come together to celebrate their love for the craft. Join us for this two-day event filled with fun, creativity, and inspiration. The festival brings together lumberyards, woodworking organizations and clubs, content creators, furniture makers, and tool manufacturers for a weekend of food, drinks, and all things woodworking. This year, the festival is launching educational seminars where you'll have the opportunity to learn from some true masters of the craft, including Frank Straza, Philip Morley, Kim McIntyre, and Andrew Hunter, just to name a few. The festival will be held in Austin, Texas on August 26th and 27th. Visit TexasWoodworkingFestival.com for more information and to buy tickets. Whether you're a seasoned woodworker or just starting out, there's something for everyone at the Texas Woodworking Festival. Hi, I'm Kyle, and on episode 461 of the MWA podcast, Sean, Mark, and myself are asking Robert Spies the five questions. So if you haven't already, be sure to check out Rob's interview on episode 460. So welcome back to the show, Rob. Thank you very much. Well, before we get started with the five questions, uh, do we have a Patreon shout out for this episode? We do. We want to always thank our Patreon supporters, but today we're singling out Jose Santiago. Uh, thank you, Jose, for supporting us. And if you would like to support the podcast like Jose does, go to patreon.com forward slash MWA podcast and pledge your support. It's your support that is allowing the entire MWA, are we a cast, a crew? A crew. The crew. four of us. To Captain attend crew. handworks, to attend handworks, and stay together in the same house. I don't know if that's a good idea or a bad idea, but you, Patreon <laughs> supporters, are making that happen. So we shall see. You. <laughs> well, that and our own disposable income. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to rent the car. That's that's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You got to get there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm expensing yeah. that. You should too, Kyle. That's a business. Expense. Oh, I am. I am. I yes. Am. Okay. Well, with that, let's move on to the five questions. So, uh, Mark, why don't you start us off there? Well, the first question is, how did you get into woodworking? Well, I think I touched on this a little bit in our first interview, but uh, I had, you know, I, when I had my younger years, I was a musician. Um, so I had several guitars that were horrible, crappy guitars. So I kind of stripped them down and refinished them. Um, one was an Epiphone Firebird. That one was pretty sweet. Um, so I sanded the finish off and stained them. They looked horrible. Eventually, like when I needed money, I would take them to a guitar store and sell them. And then the guy in the desk would, would tell me that I did a horrible job that no one would want to buy. Um, but that kind of, kind of lit, lit the spark in my head that like, oh, I enjoyed, I enjoyed this process. I enjoyed the process of working with wood. So, um, I guess at the time I was just thinking about looking for, a a way to get into that world. So I had a job at the time that was, it was really sad. It was like a, a job where I just go into the, go into like a desk job and sit at a computer and watch the clock until it got to five o'clock and I can go home. But it afforded me a lot of time to look at Craigslist for other jobs. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I happened upon an apprenticeship there with a, uh, a furniture maker that was, I was in Philadelphia at the time. Um, he was just 45 minutes outside of the city. And at that point, I really had no idea like that existed, that kind of furniture, like handmade, unique, natural materials. Um, it just didn't occur to me. In fact, when I 
when I started woodworking and I started an apprenticeship, I started as an apprentice there. I remember being blown away that you can glue wood together. Like what? Huh. Glue? You just put glue in there and then it just stays together. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I apprenticed with Jeff Lore, um, and really that was amazing because I I was really coming into it without knowing that you glue wood together means that I was learning everything from yeah. the very beginning. Yeah, very true. And learning everything. I don't want to say the right way, but a proven a proven way that works. Yeah, and Whereas, you didn't have to unlearn anything. No, it's true. Yeah, you didn't have any preconceived notions that you had to like. Oh, yeah. this guy corrected you. You were a blank slate going in, right? Yeah, and I didn't have to watch a bunch of YouTube videos and figure out who's <laughs> telling me real information and who's making a video, all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, you still don't have the answer. Deal. What's right, pins first or tails first? I know that. Tails first. No. Oh, gee. Oh. oh. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Good. there you go. <laughs> so that that that's probably really helpful, uh, considering you know a lot of the students that walk in the door are like completely inexperienced in woodworking. Yeah. At at Berea. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's good to give them a solid foundation. Have you have you revisited uh, instrument making at all? It's always been something that's on my list, but it, it's also something I recognize as an entirely different wormhole to dive down, and mm -hmm. it's just not where I want to be. I, I want to make furniture. Um, you know, once I start thinking about making an instrument, yeah, I I just don't I, I don't think I want to go down that that path. It feels very romantic. I think, I think that's the big draw to it yeah well we're gonna have beth ireland come to a pine cross in the spring and she's gonna do a, a week making dulcimers mm. i'm not sure if you if you're familiar with her work yes yes uh, yes i am yeah uh, her instrument yeah Hammer dulcimers? Just, yeah outstanding stuff yeah not the not the keyboard type dulcimer the hammered type yeah well they're not you're they're not your traditional like mountain dulcimer like you think mm. of in berea right they're very looking forms um very cool so i'm excited for that so i'll, oh, I'll make cool. an well, cool that that's fascinating that's fascinating so uh i do have to ask this question before i ask the next one so when you were a musician what type of music did you play punk rock punk rock there you go yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah i was really lucky to be you know in my hometown in the lehigh valley pennsylvania like allentown bethlehem there was a really amazing punk scene there and it really informed a lot of just a lot of my life choices. I think it was the DIY aesthetic where you put on a show, you do it yourself, you, you know, like you don't need anyone's permission to do anything. So, you know, and, and that, that serves me in business. It serves me in making, it serves me in a lot of things. Um, and just like working with a lot of people that are all doing cool things. So that was kind of part of that theme. Like everyone had something going, something, some creative pursuit. And, you know, the biggest thing, the biggest thing I think for someone to be successful in this world is just that desire to make things, that desire to do something. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think I, I learned a lot there. Oh, that's cool. That's, yeah. that's really cool. I, I just, the, the, uh, the introduction and, and have going through an apprenticeship is something that's kind of a dying breed nowadays and the ha the fact that you happened upon it um by searching for something like that and have turned it into a successful career i mean that that's really really cool 
um, it's, it's obviously not for everyone, but it's something that, I mean, something like me who, you know, and others that have their own careers that they're working through, but have this other avenue of, of doing woodwork. I mean, you, you recognize the passion that goes into that and, and the ability to learn. I and mean, we, we've talked to people that have gone through like North Bennett street. That's, that's the same kind of thing as like a long-term schooling thing. You're coming out of it with great skill and, and, and admiration for different styles and stuff. Like that is, that's really, really cool that you, you found that and have turned it into what you're doing now. Yeah. It's, it's a hard, the hard thing sometimes when people ask, how do I get into this? Yeah. Like, I mean, I get it. It's like, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm looking at the phone book and I found a thing like, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, it's, it's part of it. Like you show up every day and you try. And the reason I got there is, is because I was looking for them. I was looking for it. Right. You know, and that was every day. I was looking every day for a, for a while, probably. Yeah. That's so cool. Okay, well, we'll move on to the next question, which is, what's your favorite tool now? Uh, little parameters here. You can go hand tools versus uh, machine tools, and our limit is 23 favorite tools. <laughs> gotcha. I'm going to go with a typical choice here. I'm going to call out Larissa Huss because she's got my favorite tool right now. It's a uh, Claire Minahan. A- oh, uh, cool. Yes. yes. But it's a special one. It's it's the only one she's ever decorated. It's got an inlay in it, the little like least inlay. I believe it's the only one out there that, that is decorated in that way. So it's walnut with a like maple inlay. Um, yeah, and as Larissa and I were parting ways, she was working on a chair project. She needed it, and I and gave she it took up. It away. <laughs> oh, it was your tool to begin with. Okay. Oh. But, uh, I don't know that it was my tool to begin with. It was ours. <laughs> okay. There you go. Uh, well, you know, when she sends the blue ribbon back, maybe she'll send the Travisher with it. <laughs> we can only hope. If, it's no. a purple ribbon. Uh, oh, purple. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Purple ribbon. Yeah. Purple ribbon. So. Yes. Well, I would. Uh, yeah. 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 You, you might get the ribbon. I, w- I probably would be with her and not giving up the Travisher, but that is fantastic. <laughs> How many <laughs> do you have, Kyle? Uh, Travishers, oh, five and two, two are Claire's. I got, I got okay. her standard sweep and then her reduced sweep. And then, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I have five <laughs> Travishers. Enough. You have enough Travishers. I have enough <laughs> Travishers. Yeah. Probably I used enough. to say I had a, I had a, uh, you know, a draw knife problem and then that was a turned into a spoke shape problem. And now I have a Travisher problem, <laughs> but, uh, I- have one of the Windsor Workshop ones now, and they're really nice. Oh, they really are. Nice. Yeah, I have one of those too. And you talk about that p- practically re- replace a scorp for me because you can hog off some shavings with that sucker, especially in hardwood. My favorite tool name. Yes. So exactly. Very cool. very, very cool. So uh, next question: uh, Who has influenced you the most in your woodworking? Yeah, that's probably been Jeff Lore who taught me. You know, who I apprenticed with and I learned with and I made furniture with for many, many years. Um, you know, I learned so many things from him in terms of process, in terms of material, in terms of design and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I, I would give that to him. Okay. Uh, next question. What has been your biggest stumbling block? Yeah, I saw that question. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, I kind of want it to be like a job interview question where I 
I do a humble brag on this one. <laughs> <laughs> That's what most people do. Yeah. Sure. Like, like oh, I, you know what? I don't have enough time. I just do so many amazing yeah. things. Yeah. It's so hard to add more. I'm yeah. too detail oriented in my work. Yeah. I can't decide which of my many clients to build for next. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting, though. That makes me think of like my work with Larissa, which was really fun because we could work to our strengths. So my strengths would be, you know, getting something you know, jumping into a project and getting it up and standing in a week and like making it, you know, but when it came time to like really pay attention to a fine detail that would take like a lot of, you know, a lot of finicky work and details, like she would do a secret drawer on, on a piece that we did, which adds a huge amount to the, like just the feeling of the piece and to like how cool it is. And like, just that like added surprise of something. Um, she would be working on that for weeks while I would be like doing a lot of the other other parts of things. So kind of fun fun to work work with someone that can balance out those those uh, you know your weaknesses. Like we we did a chest of drawers where I would never do sliding dovetails for the dividers. Like no thanks. I just like I don't want to. It's not doesn't sound like fun to me. Um, but she like took it as a challenge and something she'd want to do and it makes the piece better for it um so yeah i i think uh yeah i I would suggest you work with someone that uh can fix those deficiencies yeah so the the compliments yes how how does that carry over into working at the college you're you know you don't have a part you have a lot of other people to work with i guess that you know like i don't know i'm just curious you know how do you go how do you transition from that to to being in charge of a program like that well, it's, you know, it's seeking out those people with strengths that I don't have. So seeking out the, you know, Ilian, the student that designed the, the chair seat program on the CNC. Mm-hmm. Um, looking, you know, paying attention to what people are interested in and paying attention to what they're good at and having them do that and realizing it's like, sure, I'm a professional that's been doing this a long time. I can do it all. But there's a there's an incoming freshman that can do something better than I can because they're coming from different, you know, with a different set of thoughts, a different set of ideas. Um, they'll have ideas that I don't have. That's going to make it richer. That's going to make it more interesting. Um, so it's kind of paying attention to those students and paying attention to their strengths, paying attention to what, what they're excited about, all that stuff. Yeah. And that's cool. also something, Probably good for the woodshop manager position that you have as far as someone that has some skills that you don't have or that can complement skills that you do have. Yeah. Yeah. That would be ideal, you know, because, you know, I've never been, I've never been one to like to be like the boss. Mm-hmm. I like to, to be a collaborator. I like to be working with people. Um, I don't like, you know, I, I like to have it be a conversation and not just uh, a decision that's made. Um, you know, certainly, yeah, certainly the way I like to do things. I don't know if it's the perfect way to be a, you know, a leader of a place, but, you know, I do like, I do like that conversation and I think work gets richer for it. Mm-hmm. For sure. So next question, then uh, who, how has the internet influenced your work? How has the internet influenced my work? Well, it's, you know, it's great to pay attention to what other people are doing on Instagram. Um, <laughs> just a, a constant feed of, of interesting things things people are doing um, a lot of tips that you wouldn't 
have come across otherwise. Uh, you know, otherwise it would be from a book, something like that. Um, I don't know how the internet has influenced me. I basically, I, I just pay attention to uh, whatever comes through. I know I, I did watch uh, a fine woodworking. Uh, I don't know if any, any of you saw many years ago, Tim Rousseau did a, a cabinet, oh. like an and video yep. workshop. I remember watching that and, and I still use, I still use techniques from that video today. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. It was so good in terms of drawer making and making doors. And even now, like cab cabinet work is really my favorite, favorite place to be. If I'm going to make something, if I have a, like, make whatever you want, it's probably going to be a cabinet of some sort because I just love moving parts and I love being able to compose with grain, with doors and drawers and divide up mm -hmm. a, a and all that kind of stuff so yeah i feel like that that video workshop really influenced my work a lot in terms of just skill building yeah i, yeah. I have a it's weird free. i have Absolutely. a weird tangent comment based on something robert said uh do we have time for that please <laughs> we have all the time so that you need you said that you like to compose with grain and that immediately reminded me of what you did with the kestrel chair the back of the kestrel chair um, yeah, and if you if you're if you're looking at Robert on uh, Instagram, the in the recent one of the recent posts, um, if if you look at the he's got a picture of it from the back, but if you look at it from the front, the the way that you line the grain up and cut into the back of the the chair, it it completely mirrors the profile at the front of the seat. You know the the relief for the legs that comes off the front of the seat. And I always I, when I saw that I was like, oh, that was that was really well done. So I just wanted to call that out while you mentioned well, that. Well, thanks. Probably a complete accident. Well, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> well, it's it's way of the the grain when you cut that curve out. Yeah, it's kind of the way the grain ends up ends up happening. Um, well, you could have put it upside down, you know, you could have, you know, it's, it could have turned out differently, you know, something happened there, Sure. whether it was on purpose or not, I'm giving you credit. <laughs> Thanks. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure it was on purpose. Um, I know, yeah, I, mean, I know when you notice, when you saw that out and you notice what happens, it, it's pretty, pretty interesting. And it's interesting to think about what piece of wood you pick and how you saw it out and, you know, determining how, how the grain's going, how that shakes out. Um, but that, that detail of that chair is interesting because it, the whole thing kind of came from the fact that I didn't want to bend wood. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't want to, this was a chair that I think I was making over the course of a week. Larissa and I had done a, we just gave ourselves the challenge of making a desk in a week. Um, we had a show coming up and we wanted to have a desk and I thought, well, if we're going to make a desk, we should have a chair too. So then it was make a desk in a chair in a week. So that crest came out of just not wanting to do a bend lamination um, steam bending, I don't do a lot of it. If, if I do, I'm just goofing around. So I don't know how to, I don't really know how to predict what I'm going to get with steam bending. So that detail was kind of, you know, a splined miter um, solved that problem. Hmm. It created a whole bunch of problems too. But. <laughs> well, it's well, a beautiful chair my and desk, yeah. by the way. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, that I'm, I'm very impressed with being able to do that in a week. That's uh, That's pretty amazing work. So... I guess it's two people, but still. <laughs> yeah, and it probably was like two and a half weeks with finishing and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. We count, it was a sanding thing that looked like a desk. Yeah. We count that as a win. Yeah, and then, you know, the desk was, you know, 50 feet long and the chair was 10 feet tall. So, <laughs> yeah. 
It had 18 yeah. legs. Yeah, it's yeah, a weird hair, but well done. Yeah. Thanks. Thus ends my tangent. Well, fantastic. <laughs> uh, well, so Robert, uh, where can folks find you on the interwebs? Um, sorry, I keep going between Robert and Rob, but you know. Yeah, you could call me Rob. I my Instagram is Robert Spees, and that's only because I don't have my password to change it to Rob Spees. Um, <laughs> I, I don't even, don't even want to go through the process of trying to figure out that out. My head is too full of passwords. Um, but you could find me there at Instagram. You could find me at robertspees.com, pinecroftwoodschool.com, and btstudentcraft.com. Fantastic, Mark. What about yourself? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Mark builds it. Uh, you can find some YouTube videos at the joint effort, just search joint effort on YouTube. And if you would like to, uh, subscribe and know, get, get notified when those videos come out and a little small note about what's going on here at the shop, uh, once a week, you can go to joint forward slash MWA and subscribe to the newsletter. Kyle, how about you? Well, I want to say I highly recommend subscribing to the newsletter. That's how I know you got new stuff coming out, and it's always great to listen to. And usually it's every Friday, I believe. Yeah, I've, uh, I was I was late last week because— Yeah, you were, I, you were a day late, I think. I got oh, home man. from vacation. I got home from my trip, and I, I like got busy, I don't know, mm-hmm. catching up on things and totally forgot what day it was. <laughs> and uh, I was—it was, you know— Woke up Saturday morning. I was like, holy crap, I forgot to send out the newsletter. And it's been, a for me, a very impressive streak of weekly posts. So I'm still counting it because I didn't even know it was Friday. But uh, I had it queued up, had it ready to go. I just didn't, didn't time it, you know, didn't get it all set up. So, yes, it's out there. This, the, I've already edited this week's video. I've just got to get it uploaded. i got to go to the coffee shop, find the fast internet, upload the video. Yeah. So. Um, love it yep yep i keep track of those miles too (laughs) (laughs) just like free internet miles 66 cents a mile to go to the coffee shop and back so yeah Yeah. you got to keep track of that stuff did i say all my things i don't know kyle i think it's your turn i think you did but anyway you can always find me on instagram at barton.kyle or bb custom tools bb custom tools.com or on youtube under bb custom tools or kyle barton so sean what about yourself uh, you can find me at SeanW78 on most social medias. And that just about wraps it up for this show. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show on the podcatcher of your choice. Just search for the Modern Woodworkers Association. And while you're there, please leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram at MWA underscore podcast. And if you'd like to support the podcast, go over to patreon.com slash MWA podcast. But the best thing you can do is tell a friend. Word of mouth goes a long way in sharing our discussion.